This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. In a second, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. JohnnySmartPoint.com is his website. Uh, We'll find out what's going on with the market. Uh, Some new stats out that are pretty interesting. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Good news for 2,600 Air Canada employees. They're being called back to work. That's as the airline gets ready for what they expect to be a lot of people finally getting back onto planes and taking trips. The workers will be brought back in stages through throughout June and July. Air Canada laid off thousands of workers as the pandemic hit. In April, the airline reached an agreement with Ottawa for a $5.9 billion aid package. Air Canada got some heat earlier this month when they disclosed that despite that government bailout, their executives were getting about $10 million in bonuses, even though they laid off all those people. After the outcry, Air Canada announced this past week that their senior executives have decided to give those bonuses back. But they're the senior managers and only make up about two of the $10 million in bonus money. The middle managers make up the rest of that. And the statement doesn't say anything about them giving back the remaining $8 million in bonuses. As a way to get people back into Vancouver's downtown core this summer, a stretch of Granville Street will be transformed into a pedestrian-friendly promenade. Council passed a motion Tuesday to give a green light to a pilot project that will see Granville Street closed to vehicles and buses between Smythe and Helmican Streets on the weekends. uh, Councillor Sarah Kirby-Young said the motion was unanimous and enthusiastic after the success of the temporary patio program in spots all over the city. The idea for Granville Street was hatched. No official date yet, but the hope is they'll be up and running by mid-July. A house listed as a whimsical fairy tale home in White Rock is now up for sale for a cool 3.998 million bucks. Susan Strangway and her husband are selling the house on Marine Drive. If you know that area, you definitely know the house. It's white on white, a French inspired look, lots of wrought iron, and big ground to ceiling columns. It really stands out on Marine Drive. But if you take a closer look, it gets a little more unique. There's a small Ferris wheel on the roof and three mannequins on the front balcony. Then you go inside. Throughout the 3,500-square-foot interior, there's pink ceilings, orange-striped walls, green countertops, and checkerboard floors. An electric train runs overhead, and then hundreds of dolls everywhere. Strangway uses a portion of the house to uh, host a bed and breakfast. Her plan is to sell the place and possibly everything in it if the price is right and then buy a castle in France and do it all again. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW and coming up we're going to talk real estate uh, guiding us through the opportunities out there uh, in this very interesting market will be John Carlson uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. 
It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk real estate with John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartpoint.com is where he lives on the internet. Uh, you can also give him a call at 604-612-0080 or an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. But we've got the man right here. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, Martin, I'm doing great. Hope all the listeners are as well. Excellent. Well, I'm very excited because in a few minutes, we're going to talk to uh, one of your satisfied customers. You just sold a house for Dave and his wife in Maple Ridge. And we're going to talk to Dave about how that experience was and what it's like to sell a house in this crazy market. But let's quickly, uh, before we get to Dave, let's talk a little bit about the market. I mean, it seems like we're, we're sort of watching the market, waiting for it to kind of cool a little bit. Uh, I do know that yesterday, a real estate agent who I don't know knocked on my door in the afternoon and uh, asked if I was interested in selling my house, uh, which never, which has only happened once, and it was many years ago. So I'm guessing when people do that, the market is still relatively strong, hey? Oh yeah, um, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because I've heard of you know from other people I've met with that, that that's something people are experiencing, and as you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with it. But agents have to be careful to recognize, of course, that unsolicited contacts you know may or may not go well. But uh, it kind of takes me back to when I started 25 years ago. How I used to uh, cold call looking for business, and you know, thank goodness my business has grown since then, and I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, to get to your point, the market is a darn good market and you know again I talk to people about the market all the time so from my perspective it almost seems like you know maybe slightly behind the NHL playoffs uh, the next sport in town is real estate and watching what it's doing and talking about what it's doing and uh, you, you know so this is a this is probably something that most listeners are, are pretty interested in so I'm happy to give you the most recent sort of statistics, I guess, that come out from the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. If you want to talk about those and we can kind of talk about overall what the market's doing, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, let's get to those uh, in a little bit, those new statistics that are out. But let's let's talk to Dave. We've got Dave on the line. He is a uh, satisfied customer of John Carlson's, johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, he's on the line now. Hi, Dave. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, you and your wife, uh, first of all, congratulations. You and your wife just sold your house in Maple Ridge with the help of Johnny Smartpoint, John Carlson. Uh, and uh, we were talking before, how long have you owned this house? Uh, it has been 30 years in this house, 33 years in Maple Ridge, but 30, 30 years uh, exactly in this house. 30 years in the same house, your empty nesters now. So tell me about that. I've been in my house for 22 years, and the thought of moving is, is terrifying, to be honest. How, how was the process of deciding to sell your house? How hard was that? Well, uh, um, I guess it, it was hard. Uh, maybe harder for me than my wife. Uh, our, the reason for us selling is, is that our daughter who just gave birth to her fourth child, lives in Duncan. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, she, she could use some help. <laughs> and uh, and uh, getting over to babysit takes about, uh, I don't know, four, at least four or five hours if you, you know, to go to the ferry and so on. Anyway, that's our reasoning, is, uh, is to move to the island. And my wife's more so than I, so it took some convincing. I, I like Maple Ridge. I love Maple Ridge. And uh, so it took a little while, but this was uh, uh, 
I, when I say a couple, uh, a little while, it was a couple of years. It was before COVID that we had decided. I, you know, she convinced me that yes, we should move, and I and I want to move now. <laughs> and uh, but it was before COVID, and so we were just getting going with John. Uh, he came over, and we 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 know John personally beforehand, but uh, he came over and, and and sat down in our living room, and and uh, I guess if you want to say, I, I wondered if you might uh, ask what what maybe a question would be what most impressed me about John. Okay, what most impressed you about John? <laughs> well, he listens very well. Mm-hmm. He gives me, it gave, gave, gave us a chance. Uh, sometimes I'm, ch- too, my wife says I'm too chatty. <laughs> but he, he gave us a chance to, uh, 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 you know, tell, tell what our, uh, what our thought, what our thoughts are and concerns and, and, uh, were, were about moving. And, uh, and he wasn't. He wouldn't interject too quickly at all, unless unless we were looking for him to for for advice and guidance, which he was very good at as well. Was the uh, giving us telling us what options we had and uh, and uh, what what uh, what we you know what what you know the concerns that we did have, how how we could uh, you know overcome them. Right. So it sounds like uh, the process. It took a while as you got used to the idea of selling your house, so you didn't feel rushed at all, my John. No, not at all. That was that's you're right. That's something we did not feel rushed at, and and I I think possibly that is something that can happen with, I mean in, in a you know with this you know if you're looking at a different thing as a, as a you go to buy a washing machine say something you might so one person might might really rush you and another person salesman might uh, you know uh, feel you out and see you know what's what's best for you and and and, and wait and be comfortable and listen to you. Yeah, and you're very happy with the results of the sale. Uh, are yeah it's it it uh you know i mean uh <coughs> it, uh, two years ago uh i i i guess you you probably know of course that the, the prices of uh, houses went up and maybe oh, yeah. we were just hoping to get i don't know if i can can i say a number yeah go ahead go ahead we were hoping we john had figured out our neighborhood and it was something just slightly less than 700 so i in my mind was thinking if we can just get 700 i'll be happy well we had uh it was well. It was well over nine hundred we got this year. So, but you know the prices on the island everywhere the prices went up too. But uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, very happy with uh, what what we got offered for our house. Right, and when you're dealing with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, uh, it's a two percent commission structure. Um, you you saved some money on commission, didn't you? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't tell you exactly how much that would be, but yes, we did save money on it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question I always ask, and I think I know the answer, judging by your previous <laughs> answers, would you recommend John Carlson? Would you recommend people who are in your position, especially people who have been in a house for a long time, they're a little nervous about selling, uh, do you recommend that they get online and go to johnnysmartpoint.com and get in touch with John Carlson? Yes, definitely, 100%. Mm-hmm. I guess that's all you need to say, 100%. <laughs> that's right. Well, congratulations, uh, uh, Dave, especially uh, on the new grandchild, yep. uh, the new life, uh, you know, moving out of Maple Ridge, going to the island. Uh, it's a whole new adventure for you. I, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks very, very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. All right. Bye-bye. Another satisfied customer, Johnny Smartpoint, John Carlson, uh, and that was Dave. Uh, Dave, who just sold his house in Maple Ridge, and uh, that must make you feel good. Hey, John? 
Absolutely. Um, I didn't hear Sue's name mentioned, but oh, Dave and Sue, Dave congratulations and, Sue. And, and thanks for such a, you know, an awesome testimonial. Um, you know, it's nice. To, I, I don't hear these until I'm actually on air. So it's always nice to kind of hear this for the first time. And, um, you know, it's Dave mentioned that I didn't rush him and that I listened. And I think that's a big compliment. Uh, he also mentioned I've known Dave and Sue for a number of years. So, it, it, you know, it was quite easy to work for them. What a fantastic couple. Um, and, Another thing I took from that is this is a process. And just listening again, I, I recognize and I, I knew Dave and Sue's motivation. You know, they had the grandkids, as they mentioned, and, uh, you know, there are other factors at play. And we talked for a couple of years. So sometimes this process happens real quick. Sometimes people call me and say, hey, I'm ready to list. Give me a price. If I like it, I'll sign that listing contract right now. And we're, we're on the races. Other times uh, I meet with people and we consult, we talk and uh, I give them the best information I can. And, you know, it's really important for anybody in this sort of position. I know I'm not selling washing machines like uh, Dave used as the, as the, uh, as the analogy. Uh, but again, salespeople sometimes in certain people's minds have a tendency to maybe sometimes push a bit hard to, uh, you know, to get the business as, you know, evidenced by somebody just kind of knocking on your door with, you know, without any invitation, that sort of thing. Agents are always looking for business. So, you know, I, I really like the fact, David, thanks for, for letting everybody know that uh, that I handled things well and that I didn't push you and I didn't rush you. And when the time was right, you know, the market was there for Dave and Sue. Um, he mentioned we were looking at lower prices two years ago and then, you know, prices went up. It was nothing I did, but a good agent should be able to give a client uh, good information about the lay of the land and how to go about uh, the listing and, and, you know, what your expectations might be. And uh, Dave didn't mention it, but it was a multiple offer situation. And, uh, you know, the market was strong and I'm glad to have been a part of that. So again, thanks, Dave and Sue. Awesome working for you. And I appreciate your uh, your recommendation. Yeah. And I guess the real estate gods were, were helpful in terms of the timing, because like he said, uh, the starting idea was about 700,000. It ended up being 900,000. So uh, that's a big chunk of change, uh, as well as the money that he saved on uh, the commission structure, which I, I think is important to, to point out as well. Yeah. And, you know, another thing, if, if you don't mind me saying, is uh, I kind of like the fact that Dave wasn't didn't even know what the savings was compared to the other agents he'd talked to, because, you know, I knew that I was always uh, likely to be the one to get uh, the listing when Dave and Sue listed. Uh, but I do know he had other agents talk to him and he knew other agents and a lot of those agents were charging seven and two and a half. Uh, so he didn't really know what the savings was, which to me says, hey, the main thing he was happy with was, was the service and the results and the fact that he saved a little bit of money compared to some of my competitors, I think was probably just the icing on the cake. So thanks again, Dave. That was uh, awesome to hear. And another reason why you should go to johnnysmartpoint.com, the website for John Carlson, because uh, on, on the website, you can actually see what you would save uh, compared to a typical, like everybody's different, obviously, but a typical real estate agent commission versus a 2% commission structure. And uh, you can look at the cold, hard facts and you can see how much you save. I'm looking at it now, a $900,000 home uh, compared to a traditional commission setup, a 2% uh, setup would save you um, $9,000. That's a lot of yeah, money. And I, 
It is. And I want to be very careful uh, to use the word typical. I mean, is there really a typical commission? Uh, not so much, but it's very common. The vast majority of agents in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley have a commission structure of 7% of the first $100,000 and 2.5% of the balance. So uh, again, I want to make sure that the listeners know nothing is set in stone and all commissions are negotiable. But what I do is I put right up front my commission structure, which saves money compared to the most of the competition. So just want to clarify that there are different commission structures out there. And I also want to maybe let listeners know that it's not usually a, a wise idea to choose a realtor, an agent based on commission alone, um, because there are so many other factors, the same way that you wouldn't necessarily buy any product just because it was the cheapest. But again, that's where the smart point is. Um, I try to bring good value uh, alongside my expertise level and good service. And, and that's really, I think, what keeps people happy. Yeah, and that's that's important that you mentioned because a lot of people say, well, why is it called Johnny Smart Point? And it's because it's the smart point between uh, a realtor who has been in business for more than 25 years, uh, over a 1,000 sales. Uh, that's you I'm talking about, John. <laughs> um, and, uh, and a good, sensible commission rate. So that's the smart point. And that's why uh, John Carlson uh, has a website. That's johnnysmartpoint.com, which you can go to. But you can also phone 604-612-0080. And also email works as well. John at johnnysmartpoint.com. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We're talking to John Carlson. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, There's some new statistics uh, from the real estate board that uh, John is aware of, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, about where the market is going, um, because it was all about inventory before. Uh, Is there anything out there to buy? People are desperate to, to buy properties, but is there anything to buy? So we're going to talk about that when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and my guest this afternoon is John Carlson from 2% Realty. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. You know him as Johnny SmartPoint. Uh, he's been in the business for 25 years plus, uh, over 1,000 properties sold. And uh, if you go to JohnnySmartPoint.com, you can uh, you can see, uh, see what he's up to. Uh, and he's with us now. And John, I mentioned earlier about a real estate agent actually knocking on my door, a real estate agent that I didn't know, uh, asking if I would be willing to sell my house. So obviously things are still, um, I guess, is it fair to say things are still red hot in this market? I think it's fair to say that we're still in a seller's market. Yeah. And um, red hot, yeah, it's, it's a pretty hot market, but not compared to actually the two months that we went through previous. Um, we're only, what, maybe a third of the way through, almost half the way through June, but we do have stats for May, <clears throat> excuse me, of 2021. And really what we're looking at is there's a little bit of a shift back from the record-setting months that we had in March and April. If you do recall, you know, we talked about this many times, the, the huge kind of pent-up demand that built up while COVID was kind of wreaking havoc with the market. Once that started to calm its way through, buyers entered the market in force and found that, hey, the supply is maybe not as, as good as we would like, as uh, a lot of sellers were still kind of hesitant to have, or homeowners, I should say, were hesitant to have people in their home. So uh, we reached epic numbers when it came to supply versus demand ratio, or I should say demand versus supply. Uh, so just looking at the market right now, if we look at what happened in May, 
we had, uh, what, 4,200 sales in Greater Vancouver, and these numbers are similar for the Fraser Valley market, uh, which is about 28% over the 10-year average for the month of May. And May is a, is a pretty good month, generally speaking, right. for, you know, for real estate in Greater Vancouver. And it's way over last year, but last year was, you know, last May was the beginning of the pandemic. So, but the other thing interesting is that the listings have really blossomed. If we look at March and April, we had record-setting listing months. And as a result, those list-to-sale ratios uh, have, have really changed. And I've mentioned this many times on this program, that real estate is, when it comes right down to the simplest uh, aspects of it, it's a supply and demand business. And uh, one stat that I think is worth paying attention to is called the sales to active listing ratio. And that means that, uh, uh, well, if you look at how the sales that you have in a month and compare it to how many active listings there are, you can look at it overall in the market or you could look at it specific categories like detached housing and townhouses and condos, a number of different ways to look at it. But generally speaking, uh, I'm going to use this sales to active listing ratio numbers to, to demonstrate what, what is meant by a buyer's market and a seller's market. If you have statistically in a market 12% of the current active listings sell in any given month, that's kind of the, the threshold between a, a buyer's and a seller's market. At that number and below, we're kind of in a buyer's market where buyers have a lot of choice and the demand is not as strong. And so generally speaking, uh, over a sustained period of those kind of ratios, the prices will drop in a market. Once you get to about 20% of the you know active listings on the market selling in any given month, we start to meet a more balanced market. And above that, it becomes a seller's market where you know, over a sustained period of time with those ratios, prices are likely to rise. Well, when it comes to the month of May 2021, overall in Greater Vancouver, we're at a 39% uh, sales to active listing ratio, which is well into seller market territory. However, in the peak months of March and April, where there was hardly anything and buyers were going crazy, we were up in the 60s and 70% range, which is really brand new territory for this market. So the one big statistic I think people might want to pay attention to is the fact that the, the demand is still strong. The market is still a very good market for sellers, but buyers are no longer under the gun as much as they were, at least statistically, because you know, if, if you're a, a listing in any certain segment, you're not the only game in town and you do have competition. So overall, the market is very, very healthy, but I think we're seeing a return to a more balanced market as some of this record pent up demand has worked its way through the system through months of record sales and the supply side has gained traction and through record listing months. And now if you look at May versus June, prices inched up a little bit, maybe about 1.5% over April, but it would seem that the trend is a leveling off of prices uh, and where that will go in the future. It's kind of early to say, but my, my guess is that we're going to have a very healthy market throughout the summer where supply and demand still favor sellers, but buyers are able to, you know, at least take some time, do house inspections, do their due diligence and make a wise purchase. And I think that's probably the best possible, um, you know, outcome for the crazy market we've been through recently. Yeah. So I, I guess as, as uh, someone who's or selling a piece of property, obviously if it's a seller's market and it's crazy, you might get more money, but overall, uh, it, it's it's just a better way to do business, I guess. When things are a little more balanced, things are you know they 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 work out a little better. Would you say? I would say it's much easier for most people to uh, have a successful time in the market when things are a little bit more relaxed than they have been. Uh, of course, when sellers hold all the cards, and if you're only selling, then you can really do quite well. And if 
we've all seen some spectacular sale prices and that's great for sellers. But we have to remember that, uh, you know, in order for a market to survive and stay healthy, buyers need to be also successful. They need to be able to find properties they like that they can afford. And uh, they need to have a, you know, an optimistic sort of sense heading into the market that they can succeed. So again, a balanced market, absolutely better for everybody all around. And uh, prices, the result of this crazy market seem to be holding. So um, yeah, it's it's still not an easy market for buyers. You've got to have a whole lot of money depending on what you might want to buy. But at least you have some choices and you can take your time and make a good decision. And uh, hey, that's great for everybody. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. We're talking to John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where you will find him uh, on the web. 604-612-0080. Or you can send him an email at john at JohnnySmartPoint.com. And uh, we're kind of just looking at uh, where this market is headed. It's been just a crazy year and a half and and we've seen some interesting trends like it it seemed like uh in the height of covid the downtown smaller condos were kind of unpopular are you seeing any shifts or are certain aspects of the market condos versus detached houses uh are, are you seeing any changes in that kind of demand i am a little bit to a degree um the detached housing segment was the one that came back the biggest and um you know it it just really took off when the market took off but what i find is a lot of the detached segments now the prices have got to a point where they're no longer affordable by uh i guess the the standards of your average buyer and so you know when prices get to the point where a certain percentage of the market can no longer afford them there's a spillover effect these buyers will either go further east or out of town to buy in lower price markets or this has been a trend. The next best thing takes over. So the townhouse market is actually the hottest market right now in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley when it comes to supply and demand. The um, the sales to active listing ratio of the townhouse market overall is 54%, so way up in seller market territory compared to detached housing at 30 and condos at about 35%. So right now, I think because of pricing, the fact that maybe some people don't want to be in a condo with you know, hallways and underground parking. They want their own garage, maybe in their own separate access and maybe a little fenced yard, but they maybe can't afford to buy a house in the area they prefer. Uh, that's really has trickled down into the townhouse market. So again, the whole market is, is very good for sellers. Um, but the, it seems like the real hot spot right now is affordable townhomes. Mm-hmm. And we talked to your customer, Dave, uh, in the last segment, and him and his wife, Sue, they sold their house that they have owned in Maple Ridge for more than 30 years. And uh, they're downsizing, basically. They're empty nesters. Their daughter had just had a, had a child in, I think it was Duncan, and they want to be closer to that. And I guess that's a pretty common scenario. There's a lot of people who have been in their home a long time, and it's time to, to take that next step. I think so. And I think pricing has a lot to do with that also. I mean, when I walk around my neighborhood, I see for sale signs and sold signs, you know, all over the place. And just talking to the people that I talk to on a daily and weekly basis, it seems that there are a lot of people out there who have given thought to retiring um, over the last few years. And I thought, is my timing right? Is my timing right? Well, I guess there's nothing like seeing your next door neighbor sell for a huge price to maybe help you, you know, (laughs) 
move forward with that design. So I think that that's one of the reasons we've seen a lot of good listings on the market. Uh, the other side of things is that, hey, you know, COVID maybe is under control and we're going to enter phase two of this reopening program perhaps soon. And, um, and you know, so maybe maybe I'm, the, the market's good for me that way. But also the high pricing is very tempting, I think, for a lot of people who've been on the fence for a while. And so I think that's one of the reasons that we've seen a lot of uh, listings hit and record-setting listings is people who have been on the fence are thinking, hey, is it time? Is it time? They look at their bottom line. They look at what they might sell for the house and they say, hey, I've got a good margin here. I can retire. I can go out of the town. I can do whatever I want. So, you know, the demand is there, but the pricing also helps for um, a lot of sellers to make that decision. Yeah. And with Dave and Sue, it was a two-year decision that they made. They took their time. And I've had this con- the, with so many neighbors and friends, uh, I've had this conversation about, well, we're sort of thinking maybe downsizing, maybe you know moving to Kelowna. And they're thinking about it. And, and uh, they may not be ready to pull the trigger tomorrow. But for people who are starting to think about maybe moving, uh, is that the time to go to johnnysmartpoint.com? maybe send you an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com maybe do it uh sort of proactively a little earlier than maybe they they think they should yeah you bet um i'm available to any listeners who want to talk about that sort of thing i also of course having been in the business a long time know agents in all kinds of areas so sometimes uh, clients moving to vancouver island i can set them up with an agent or Kelowna. recently i have a client who's moving up there and i know a great agent up there so um i I can be part of the process you know if that helps um uh, so yeah feel free to drop me an email or give me a call and um you know usually what people want is for me to come out and meet them at their home i still wear a mask i still social distance and um and do all the stuff very carefully but sometimes people want me to take a look at the house give them my opinion of value and maybe talk about a strategy of hey if you're on the market this week here's how you might want to approach it here's what your expectations might be um, and then with that kind of information, I think people can, you know, sometimes make the next step. Maybe they decide, hey, not quite right. Let's keep in touch, just like Dave and Sue did for a couple of years. Or people might say, yeah, that sounds great. And we're ready to go forward either way. You know, I'm ready to talk to uh, to any listeners who have those kind of questions. Yeah. And before we go, what's the most common thing you tell people to do? Like slap some paint on the walls? Uh, <laughs> what's the most common thing for people who have been in a house for 30 years? You tend to sort of settle in. Uh, uh, yeah. So w- Getting ready for sale, are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know how much time I have here, but I'll be quick. Um, I look for deficiencies, things that would stand in the way of a sale or things that would uh, dampen the enthusiasm of a buyer. So the very first thing I look for is deficiencies. Do you have bad smells? Do you have mold? Do you have broken doorknobs and things hanging off, things that would be somewhat easy to replace or fix uh, and get out of the way because, you know, buying the buying process is an emotional one and people want to go forward if they see the right home in the right area, but their enthusiasm can really be dampened and, and sometimes a buyer can, can get, you know, overreact to some things that, that they see in a home. So remove all of any deficiencies. Now, on the other side of things, don't go start to solve problems that might not exist. Hey, you know, dark cabinets are out. We're going to replace them with light cabinets and right. it costs 30000 Don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's good advice from John Carlson. 25 years in the business. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can see him at johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. 604-612-0080. And you can also email them at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, always a pleasure. We will talk to you, uh, I guess, in a couple of weeks, John, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. 
Yeah, you too. And thanks to all the listeners. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, we're going to ask Andrew. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and with me now is Andrew Ferreira. He's the executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, and uh, it's time for Ask Andrew because Andrew knows what's going on, and uh, I'm hearing more and more there's a lot of things opening up. Festivals that were closed last year because of the pandemic are you know, uh, hesitantly uh, getting ready to open up again this summer, and you've got news of another one. Yeah, so if you're um, EDM, electronic dance music for the for the kids who are out of the loop, uh, Junkie, you probably know what Faded in the Park is. I only know what Faded in the Park is because it seems like everyone that I know goes to Faded in the Park. Wow. Um, of course, that's probably not going to hold for all of you, but it's that massive uh, electronic music festival that happens uh, every year in Surrey, uh, in Surrey's Holland Park. When you see all the, the young folks in their rave outfits and their colorful body paint and stuff. The kids and their music. Yeah, the kids and their music. Um, of course, that didn't happen uh, last year. Uh, the pandemic was a thing. It still is a thing. Um, it still is a thing, but it looks like it looks like there may, may, may be a light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, and so Faded in the Park actually this week uh, put out tentative dates. Uh, for uh, uh, this year's edition of it. Uh, usually, you know, 45,000, 50,000 people will attend the event over the two days. And the two days they've slated for this year, and again, this is absolutely tentative, uh, are September 10th and the 11th, um, which is, uh, if I remember correctly, it's a little bit later than normal. Um, but again, this is just a tentative date. And that's the issue that we're seeing with a lot of, of live acts, with concerts, festivals, um, everything. Uh, they're starting to be able to put dates on paper, um, but these aren't finalized yet. Uh, public health will have the final say, and even they say, um, you know, the organizers said themselves that, you know, they have to, you know, this is, a, a, you know, an exact quote. We must remain realistic and be aware that Faded may have to be moved again uh, to 2022. Uh, once our details are confirmed for either option, we will announce the plan for tickets and refunds at that time. Um, so bring up the tickets and refunds. Uh, if you bought tickets for the 2020 edition of Faded in the Park, uh, those festival passes will be honored uh, for this year's new date, should it go ahead. Um, and those, and this is a little interesting thing here that I feel like is really cool, uh, those who have kept their passes from last year will be given a, what they call a legend pack. Uh, so they've got like, you know, a preloaded card for drinks and merchandise. There's a fast pass for the entrance. Uh, you've got a pre-sale discount for future events. Um, so like I said, uh, Faded in the Park, uh, in Holland Park in Surrey, they have a tentative date. It's really, really tentative depending on, you know, folks getting jabbed and, and cases going down and uh, all that stuff. It, it, while it looks like, you know, things are starting to look good, uh, we are not out of the woods until we are out of the woods. So this, like every other, it seems, event uh, is absolutely kind of has a gigantic asterisk uh, appended to it about, you know, this could still not happen. We don't know. Uh, of course, I, for one, hope it does happen. You know, yeah. it's been it's been a while since things have occurred <laughs> in the lower mainland. It's been a it's been quite a long time. Or as the kids say, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's to September. Uh, hopefully uh, everything goes as planned and September is uh, almost back to normal. I'll, I will take 
I will take even sort of back to normal. I will yeah. take sort of. I'll take like a solid 70% back to normal. That'd be absolutely fantastic. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Andrew Ferreira. Thank you, Andrew. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, if you're thinking about doing some renovations to your home, small ones, or even a, like a full-on custom home, uh, you'll want to listen to our next guest coming up from My House Design Build Team. Also, the news is next. So stick around when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.